Built for agriculture and powered by farm credit, AgDirect's financing terms are among the most flexible in the ag equipment business, matching the income stream of ag producers. Discover why more dealers and their customers are choosing AgDirect to finance, lease, and refinance ag equipment by visiting agdirect.com. I'm Managing Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On The Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. The U.S. and Canada reached an agreement to update the North American Free Trade Agreement on September 29th. The new agreement, called the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, or USMCA, is aimed at bringing more jobs into the U.S., with Canada and Mexico accepting more restrictive commerce with the U.S., their main export partner. One big positive for the U.S. with the new agreement is in the dairy market. The U.S. will be able to export more ultra-filtered milk into Canada. However, Tanner Emke, an economist with CoBank, says that won't fully resolve the dairy supply situation. While the new agreement is a positive, Emke says it's not a game changer. However, it does take out all of the uncertainty that had been in the marketplace. It's important to note Emke says that it could be 2020 before the USMCA is passed. He discussed the new trade deal at the Moving Iron Summit in Las Vegas earlier this month. He says based on where we're at in the supply, and with only slight upticks in demand from export demand, we're probably not going to see a serious correction in dairy prices anytime soon. The World Dairy Expo was held in Madison, Wisconsin on the heels of the USMCA announcement. The general consensus of exhibitors we spoke to at the show said it was certainly a positive for the dairy industry and ag in general, but that it was too soon to know for sure how much of an impact there would be. This week's dealers on the move include Prairieland Partners, AgPro, and Quality Equipment. John Deere dealer Prairieland Partners has merged with Concordia Tractor. The merged dealership will operate under the Prairieland Partners name and includes 13 locations, serving 37 counties in Kansas. AgPro, a John Deere dealer based in Boston, Georgia, has acquired Wilson Equipment. This brings AgPro's total locations to 60 across Alabama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Texas. John Deere, John Deere dealers Quality Equipment and East Coast Equipment have merged and now have 27 stores across North Carolina and southeastern Virginia. The combined dealership will operate under the Quality Equipment name. Now here's Jack Zemlicka with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. Finding and retaining precision farming talent has long been a challenge for equipment dealers as many look to expand or evolve the scope of their business. While recent years have seen a slowdown in hiring plans, dealers are planning to be more aggressive in adding precision specialists during the coming year. According to Ag Equipment Intelligence's 2019 Dealer Business Outlook and Trends Report, about 18% of U.S. dealers are forecasting an increase in precision specialist hiring a 6% increase over 2018. The report, which tracks hiring and revenue projections for the coming year, reveals that dealers for four of the five major ag equipment manufacturers forecast at least 10% growth in precision farming hires in 2019. Case IH leads the way with nearly 25% of dealers projecting precision staff additions nearly double its forecast for 2018. New Holland is also forecasting significant growth, with 19% of dealers planning additional precision hires, nearly five times the percentage in 2018. Agco dealers expect to remain consistent with precision hiring year-over-year, year, 
with about 16% planning new specialists, while 10% of Kubota dealers forecast additional precision hires in 2019. The biggest shift is John Deere dealers, with only about 1% projecting additional hires next year, compared to more than 24% in 2018, the top percentage among the five major ag manufacturers. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Jack. A large majority of North American dealers who responded to Ag Equipment Intelligence's 2019 Dealer Business Outlook and Trends Survey say they'll make a profit and see gross margins improve in some sectors of their business this year. Specifically, 89% of dealership respondents say they will be profitable in 2018, with the remaining 11% indicating they would not. Dealers also answered whether their gross margins would improve in 2018 versus 2017 for new equipment, used equipment, parts, and service. A solid 72% of dealers say service gross margins have improved year over year, while 59% say gross margins for parts sales also improved. Slightly less than half of North American dealers say gross margins improved for used whole goods, while 47% say margins will improve in new whole goods. These and other results are all detailed in the 2019 Dealer Business Outlook and Trends full report, which has been emailed to subscribers. Ahead of his visit to Iowa this week, President Donald Trump lifted a federal ban on summer sales of higher ethanol blends of gasoline. The lifting of the summer ban on E15 gasoline is expected to be coupled with restrictions on trading biofuel credits that underpin the program, but it is not clear whether the restrictions will be detailed or left up to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to decide, Reuters reports. Iowa is the largest U.S. producer of ethanol. Steve Sukup, CFO and co-owner of Sukup Manufacturing, told Farm Equipment Editors in September that ethanol needs to be part of the energy plan in the U.S. He adds that using ethanol to fuel cars will help make the U.S. more self-sufficient from an energy standpoint. Sukup also sees great potential for ethanol in China. Uh, when we're in China, they have to do something different. They, you know, you, you go there and they, uh, everybody's in mass. Uh, the people, I mean, it, they have their days and, you know, some of the industrial cities, you know, what is it, 200, 250 days, they're in has alerts and things like that. So uh, I can see ethanol making a play into China, just giving them the uh, a cleaner fuel to, to burn. And it's a higher octane. So that's where it's, go, it's a great octane source for the gasoline uh, companies to up the octane and... Uh, uh, so I'm so confident in it, and uh, they've got become more energy efficient. We're making DDGs out of it. We're getting corn oil out of the uh, uh, distillation uh, process. So we're utilizing all aspect of it. There's just very little waste. You know, some CO2 that might, is the only thing out of the process that we still need to figure out. But otherwise, we're using 90% of the, the product going through. You can hear more of Sukup's thoughts on ethanol, the family company, and more on Farm Equipment's How We Did It podcast. As the downturn in the ag economy continues, one dealer is saying he's noticed an uptick in credit denials for customers. Steve Swartzrock, vice president of Swartzrock Implement, a single-store New Holland dealer in Charles City, Iowa, says he's seen more credit denials from banks in the last six months than he had in the previous six years. Being late on payments is hurting credit for farmers who otherwise have great net worth, he says. The words are really important is timing. If these guys are late on a payment, they might have phenomenal net worth, but the banks don't want these guys that are late on payment because they, they got to call them, they got to pursue them. 
So what we're telling our guys, make sure you make your payments on time because if you're a little slow on your payments, you're getting dinged on your credit rating and it is really killing them right now because the I've had guys that um, they got phenomenal net worth, but they're lousy late on payments and they're just frustrated that they can't get financed. And they we're just, we have to make sure these guys are making their payments on time because the bet, the, the ag tracks, the diversify, the robo banks, they're watching that that credit, that timing. And if they look at a credit card and they say, this guy's always 30 days late or 60 days late or 90 days late, they basically say, we'll just give them to somebody else. We don't want them. Yeah, big time. Uh, timing is a huge issue today. And now from the Implement Tractor archives. It seems we've been hearing a lot of talk lately about the rising number of farmers who are getting out of the business. Some are comparing what's happening today to the events of the farm crisis of the 1980s. We discussed this same topic with Professor Mike Bolge of Purdue University's Department of Economics a few years back. He said that it's true farmers felt some significant financial stress in the 1980s, but it was farm equipment dealers who felt most of the pain. He said, but what I don't think many people fully appreciate is that we actually had far more stress in the machinery and equipment part of the industry during that time period. The fact is we did not lose as many farmers in the 1980s as people think. It was the equipment sector where the farm crisis took its real toll. Bolgi estimates that 25% of all farm equipment dealerships closed up during that period. One out of four machinery dealers went out of business or were merged out of business during the 1980s. Dealers didn't have the same safety net that farmers had, and that situation hasn't changed. While we don't see the extent of dealership closures that took place in the 80s, the trends in the consolidation of farm equipment dealers has certainly reduced the number of dealership owners. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lestermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.